Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. Happy 2018 so far to you, my friends. 2018 is the first podcast of 2018. And uh, I just want to say one thing. I put out a post on Twitter and I put it on Facebook and Instagram. And it said that the day was the 32nd anniversary of me picking up a microphone at the comedy club. And I have to say that's a little bit inaccurate. Actually, tomorrow is the 32nd anniversary of me actually picking up the microphone. Today is the anniversary of me making the final decision to go down to the comedy club and pick up a microphone. So maybe that was the confusion in my head. But either way, it's close enough. Okay. Because I was 17 years old and I was like, and I had to make the decision. I was a little scared and I was a very, very shy kid. And I want to thank 17 year old me for making that decision because that's still up until this time, the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I want to thank 17 uh, year old me for making a decision that made 49 year old me 32 years, years later, even happier than I was then. So thank you, young me. You're welcome. Well, actually, my voice wasn't that high. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, let me just tell you something, folks. I I said in the post that I was going to crap on Facebook. I, I said that. And uh, I just want to say right now, um, I am absolutely going to crap on Facebook in this show. But I'll get to that in a minute. Now, when I woke up this morning, it was a pretty good day, my friends. I woke up and the first thing I remember when a phone went off was it told me about the anniversary and it reminded me of that. And I was I was in a good mood. I was thinking about, yeah, 32 years of doing this and I've been having a great time. It's awesome. It's great. It's incredible. And I was actually happy because of that. And then I went outside and I noted that the snowplow had actually plowed my car back in. I had shoveled it out. They plowed it back in. Yay. And when I shoveled it out uh, the first day, it wasn't that big of a deal it was because the snow was just falling and all of that kind of crap. No, not a big deal. I thought I was done. I go back outside and I got to shovel out some more to get the mighty Toyota Camry out of the parking spot. Not a problem. Right. So I get out. So I'm going, OK, great. It wasn't that bad. I thought when they plowed me back in, it was going to be really difficult to dig it out. It was not that bad. Not a big deal. Thirty two years of doing what I love to do. And as it turned out, these jackasses almost plowed me back in. But I was able to get back out. So the day is still good. Yay. Come back into the house. Right. My phone was still on the house. Didn't want to take my phone out in the cold. Grab my phone. Yang. Got a message. And who was the message from, you ask? It was from Facebook. Now, I didn't really pay much attention to it because I just thought maybe somebody was replying to a post that I made or it was another one of those stupid administrative posts that you get if you have a fan page where they tell you that people have post people have boosted pay posts just like this. And for five dollars, we can boost this post and 16 quadrillion people could see it. I don't know how that could possibly happen because there's only seven and a half billion people on the planet. But for five bucks, we'll make people that don't exist start to exist merely for the joy and pleasure of seeing this post that you put up. That's how good we are here at Facebook. I thought it was another one of those dumbass posts. But as it turns out, it was a post and it was an email. An email from Facebook. Why? So I opened the email and all of a sudden, friendly Facebook, who was joyously asking me to please, why don't you boost this post for five dollars? 
Facebook was kind of like that person that's really, really nice to you on a soap opera. But the second you walk out of the room, the sinister music comes on and you can tell that they have sinister plans for you. Hey, Bill, it was really great seeing you. (laughs) Then the door closes. But soon I'll see you dead. It was like that on one side, on the on the the side where is a a message from Facebook. Please boost your post for five dollars. You great, wonderful person. We can do great things. The email. We gonna kill your page, punk. We gonna kill your. We you had a piece of copyrighted content on your page, and we gonna kill your Facebook page. We gonna kill it. We took that copyrighted content off, punk. And in addition to that, we gonna kill your page. We're not even gonna stop at killing your page. You know what we gonna do after killing your page? We gonna go over to your mom and house and we gonna pimp slap your mom then we gonna go over to your pop's house in a different state because they ain't together and we gonna kick the crap out of him and now we don't even care if they're alive or dead if they're dead we'll dig them up and slap them it doesn't matter we just assume all right and then we, all your aunties we're gonna slap the crap out of them then we're gonna find your nieces and nephews and slap the crap out of them then we're gonna find your grand nieces and nephews and slap the crap out of them we also note here on facebook because we know everything about you that you don't have any kids yet well if you do have any kids we ain't gonna forget it could be three years from now five years from now ten years from now it doesn't matter we're gonna wait until you have those kids and as soon as the kid comes out your wife we're gonna bust into the damn emergency room move the doctor out of the way grab your kid before you can cut the umbilical cord and we're gonna slap the crap out of your kid and then hand the kid back to your doctor because you had a piece of copyrighted content on your page punk and we don't want to hear any crap from you you stupid piece of crap we're gonna blow your car up and kick you we're gonna open your legs while you're sleeping and we're gonna have dudes that know how to kick people in the balls kick you in the balls we're gonna find somebody that has a ball kicking while a dude's sleeping champion hire that person to use his championship ball kicking while the dude is sleeping skills to kick you in the balls because that's what we can do because we're Facebook punk. Okay, it wasn't quite that bad, but they did threaten to take my page down because I had copywritten content on it. And I'm going, I'm trying to figure out what the hell these jackasses are talking about. I'm sitting there going, do you realize that I've been on Facebook since 2009 and I've been on Twitter since 2009 and the 99.9% of the time when I put something on there, it's either a joke or I'm retweeting uh, something or on Facebook. It's just a joke that I wrote or an observation or I'll, uh, I'll share a news article or I'll uh, post a link to my own podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now, or I'll show a video of me saying something or seeing something or doing something. So if you really think about it, and the most recent post I put up was that post of this of, uh, of these two jackasses that almost ran me off the road. You You saw that. And I really think about it. If you really think about it, the only person that could actually put a copyright strike on my content is me. And I've talked to me recently. And what I said to me was that I was not going to put a copyright strike on me. I said, hey, me. Yes, me. Um, I put some videos of you up. You put some videos of me up. Yes. Well, you're me, me. Well, you're me, me. Are you going to copyright strike me? Of course, I'm not going to copyright strike you, me, because you're me and me, me is you and you is me and I am me and you are me and we are here together. All I'm saying is nobody could put a copyright strike on me, I thought. But even if I had a piece of copywritten content and you removed it, shouldn't you tell me what it is? 
If you're going to threaten to take away my Facebook page that I've been cultivating for a little while, if you're going to threaten to do that, wouldn't it make sense to tell me what the copywritten content is? Because I obviously didn't know that it was copywritten content and I want to make sure that I don't do that again. Huh? So I go through my page and I'm fumbling through and fumbling through and I find something that I put up. I find two things that I put up. Two things that maybe maybe that's what it was. You know, I thought they took the stuff down. And what it was was it was a a friend of mine had made an appearance on a television program and I posted just enough of it to go, hey, I saw you on that show. Good job. That's that literally see what I just said. That's how long it was. I mean, yes, I could have put a still picture. I get it. So I took that down. Okay. And the other thing was a, a clip of Quincy's theme song when the show was coming on and it was only on for a couple of seconds. You know, this is my show, uh, Quincy from back in the day when I was a little kid. I used to love this show, man. This is a great show. I even like this show now. You should check it out. That was it. So I took that down. So I go back and I read the email again. And as it turns out, they said that whatever the copywritten thing was, they had already taken it down. I don't know what it is. You literally threatened to take my page down that I've had for years because of something that I didn't know that I did. And instead of telling me what the hell it was that I did, you just took it down and threatened to remove my page. What kind of ridiculousness is that? See, that's one of the things that really, really annoys me. And when people play stupid games with something that's important to you, while at the same time, they're showing you that you're not important to them. It's like being in a relationship with someone where you're in love with them, but they're not in love with you, but they like having sex with you because it's better to have sex with you than not have sex with you. Or they figure they can just use you whenever they want to. Uh, they don't want to be in a relationship. They just want to jump on top of you every once in a while. And they realize that you're really attached to them and they can use you any way they want to. They can throw you away if they want to. There's nothing wrong with throwing you away. And then if they find someone else that they like better because they have no emotional attachment to you, it doesn't matter. They throw you out like a piece of garbage and you you're wondering what the hell happened. Or here's a better here's a better example of what I'm talking about. Imagine if you're at your house going about your regular day, not doing anything you didn't do normally. And all of a sudden, a SWAT team busts into your house. Right. They, 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 they handcuff everybody, put them in a chair and they all got guns in your faces and they walk up to you as the person who's the head of the household. And they say, listen, let me tell you something right now. We're not going to take you in this time, but I'm going to tell you right now. Now, keep in mind, they've got a, a rifle to your head right now. Keep in mind, what we're going to do is I'm going to walk out of here right now. OK, and I just want to let you know right now, if you do it again, we're going to come back. And the next time we come back, we're not going to be so nice. And then they walk out. And as you're wa they're walking out, you go, hey, what did I do? And they look at you and you go, don't worry about what you did. Just know, don't do it again. That's what it felt like. You don't know how many times I said F you Facebook to my under my breath when I was reading the email. You threatened to take away somebody's page and don't even tell people what the hell you're talking about. You could have easily just written to me in the same thing and said, hey, S. Anthony, this pay, this thing here is uh, has is, is copywritten some for a television program. We don't allow that on Facebook. So whatever you do. Take this down, okay? If you, and if there's something that continues to happen, we're going to have to suspend you. But they went straight to, we're going to take your page, punk. That's right. We're going to find the mighty Toyota Camry, and we're going to set it on fire while beating you, beating the car out with your grandma, punk. Now, that was a very, very frustrating thing to go through.
Because many times when a company becomes really, really big, they have to automate things. And I understand that you got a couple billion people on the website. So there has to be some things that you have to do automatically. I understand that. It's just like a very uh, another segment on an earlier podcast where I got in the Amazon's ass and I, and, they, and I told them, I said, I'm going to shit on you on my podcast, you bastards. And they got right back to me. Mr. Thomas, what's the problem? And I said, look, guys, I had an Amazon link. I put the Amazon link and I promoted the Amazon link. And then one of your automated services shut down my Amazon link permanently, implying that I put something on a site that said I was going to somebody. I'm going to give people some stuff if they go to my Amazon page. Well, it was on your website. I said, go to my website right now. I haven't changed anything. My website at the time, the one I was using, literally had a picture of me, tour dates, um, and a thank you to my fans. That's always on the damn website. And that stuff predated me even knowing that Amazon even had anything called an affiliate link. So what did you think I did? Get in a time machine, go into the future, realize that you're going to have something called an Amazon affiliate link in the future. Go back and, and put down some information that's going to be against your rules, waiting for you to invent the Amazon link and then putting on the Amazon link and going, ha ha, I fooled them. They don't know I have a time machine. And I went into the future and preemptively broke their rules before their rules existed i am a genius <laughs> okay because if i had the power to go into the future i would go get some powerball numbers and then wait for the powerball to be drawn and then win the powerball you think i would use my magical future powers for some freaking amazon link okay i didn't say all that to them but i did say guys there's nothing on my site that is even close to what you're implying and they go and check and they go, you're right, Mr. Thomas, we apologize. We didn't realize it was an automated service and it automatically scans the site. And apparently there was some kind of glitch or some kind of mistake. And I go, OK, no problem. Now that we know there's a mistake, could you please just turn my Amazon link back on? Oh, well, we can't do that. Uh -huh. You're going to have to go through the process and create another one. I have to go through the process and create another one because you screwed up. I, who did nothing wrong, have to go through the whole process again. I, who did nothing wrong, have to go back and take your old link off of several episodes of the podcast that are floating around in several countries with people writing to me talking about, I tried to use your Amazon link, but it doesn't work. I have to make a change. You don't have to make a change. A company as big as you can't just turn it back on. You just automatically erased it and deactivated it and can't turn it back on. And it's my fault because you effed up. When you have companies as big as Amazon and Facebook, I understand you're dealing with billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of people. I get it. Billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of transactions. I get it. But if you have these kind of things that are automated, you have to make sure that you also have it on in an automated way where you can turn it back on or rectify the situation. You have to be able to do that. Now, as it turns out with Amazon, I'm still OK with Amazon on the retail side. It's part of my favorite place to actually go shopping is Amazon on the retail side. I do it all the time and I still love them and no, they're not a sponsor. But the affiliate link side, I decided I wasn't going to deal with that because I said, if you're going to treat me like this because I'm small, I'm pretty sure that there are bigger people, big companies or big YouTubers or big podcasts or big whatever that make stupid mistakes or your automatic automated system made a mistake. And I bet you you turn theirs back on. 
But because I'm a small time guy in comparison, I don't get that love. Well, I'm going to still do the or the retail side where you treat me with respect. But as far as the Amazon link is concerned, what you did, you kind of pissed me off and I stopped dealing with that. And that's how I feel about Facebook, too. Facebook does a fantastic job of giving me the opportunity to keep in contact and find old friends. I love Facebook for that. You help me find old friends. You actually help me find my uh, relatives that I, I wasn't able to get in contact with and find. You were, you were able to do that for me. You made me get in contact with old friends I hadn't seen in decades. You give me an opportunity to, to see the little kids in the family that are all around the country and stuff. I love you for that. And that part, I am very, very satisfied with that part. But when you get to the point where you're threatening to take down somebody's page because of something that is stupid. No, man. Every all of these big companies have got to realize that just because you're number one now or monstrous now, you got to realize when you start treating people like this and it becomes the norm, no matter how big you are, no matter how powerful you are, no matter what your market cap is, no matter how many people you influence, no matter how much money you have in the bank, no matter how much liquid access you have, no matter what you got to realize people like me are the canary in the coal mine. Remember, there was a time when MySpace was in the same position that you're in now, Facebook. And although they're not gone, they're damn sure not what they used to be. And I'm pretty sure you would not want to trade places with them, even though they're still here. They probably still have millions of people using them, but you wouldn't trade places with them, would you? The same way you can get two billion people to be using your platform is the same way you can get two billion people to stop using your platform. They might not all deactivate. I probably if I ever decided to stop using Facebook, I probably wouldn't even go through the problem of deactivating. I would just stop using it. And although you could tell people you still had all these people or say you still still had me or whatever, they will notice that well, he stopped making using Facebook in whatever year it'll be. And that's the problem, guys. When you get big and powerful, you can't crap on people just because you can't be lazy enough. You got to keep you got to keep treating people with love and respect. You got to not not treat people like numbers. You're starting to you know, act like the government, guys. See what happens in the government. They get all this power. They talk you how great they're going to help you out. They're going to be the greatest politician, the most incredible politician. They're going to help you out. They're going to do all these great things for you. Everything's going to be fantastic and incredible and all of that crap. And then they get the job and they're like, ha ha, F y'all. Lobbyists have money. You just you just have votes. F you. I'm now going to vote for some crap that you don't like. Doesn't matter because I'm going to. What are you going to do? Fire me? I already got 12 million from the lobbyists. I'll just go home and enjoy my money. Stupid. And that's why I was pissed off at Facebook. I didn't even know what I did wrong if or if I did anything wrong. And you threatened to take my page away. So I'm at the point now where I'm, the page is going to be there and I'm still going to put stuff there. But I don't know whether or not I'm going to use it for transactions. I'm gonna not, I don't know whether or not I trust it enough where I'm going to use it that often because I don't know what the hell you're going to do with it. I may sneeze. I may record myself sneezing. You may go, well, I believe someone uh, recorded a, call, a song called Sneeze and your sneeze sounds too much like it. A copyright strike. We're going to have to take your page down. That's what happens when you start treating people <laughs> like like their like their numbers. You know, it's like that world famous uh, Stanford prison experiment. Remember that, everybody? You know, where they had a bunch of students and some of the students in the experiment were treated and were told to pretend like they were prisoners. 
and some of the students were told to pretend that they were prison guards. And these were all just regular nice kids going about their lives. But when they put them in that position, when they put the people who were prison guards in the position of power and they took some of the people that were like prisoners and they made them feel like prisoners and act like prisoners and behave like prisoners, all of a sudden they started to feel bad about themselves. They started to just accept bad behavior. They started to just become so you know, they just started to just believe in their situation. It changed their personalities. They felt like prisoners, even though they weren't prisoners. It was just an experiment. And you had the prison guards. They were just, just dopey kids in uniforms. And they started to act like guards. And all of a sudden, they started to act like the worst of guards. And all of a sudden, they started treating the people with disrespect. And they started being mean to the people. And they started treating the people badly. And they started to become the people that they were, they were guarding. They started to treat them like numbers. Now, I'm not saying all prison guards are doing that. I'm pretty sure most of them don't. But in this experiment, they did notice a change in the way the kids were interacting. Same nice kids you would, you would see drinking some drinking some coffee and chilling at some place or whatever started to change behaviorally because of the position that they were in. And it was and my and that's what it started to feel like. You know, I, you're on Facebook and it's everywhere. Oh, I got to use it because my family's on here. I got to use it because all my websites, I link it to my websites. I got to use it because it's where I get my news. I got to use it because I did that. I got to use it because my games are on here. I got to use it because I got to use it because I got to use it because I got to use it because. And you start to feel like the prisoner because you linked so much of yourself, so much of your life, so much of your interactions to Facebook. But Facebook knows they got you. Like I said, all your websites are linked to Facebook. You sign into your websites with Facebook, don't you? All your family's on Facebook. You don't even have some of their phone numbers. You, you contact them on Facebook. You use Facebook Messenger, right? And because they know they got you, how come every, every time you turn around, you're reading some newspaper about them allegedly selling your data? Allegedly doing social experiments on you. Allegedly doing, allegedly doing, allegedly doing, allegedly doing. And these are the kind of things that if it was in the light of day, under normal circumstance, a person wouldn't do that to somebody else. But they got you. Well, I don't link any of my outside sites to Facebook. I use passwords and stuff like that. So if Facebook ever decides they're going to shut down my page for something stupid, uh, I got news for you. I have all of my relatives, phone numbers and email addresses. So if I need to contact them without Facebook, I can text them or call them or convince them to go on Twitter. How about that? So as it turns out, unlike the Stanford prison experiment, I'm not a prisoner, guys. I'm not a prisoner. I can leave. I don't need you. The only thing I use Facebook for is to contact relatives and friends. And these are relatives and friends. As I already said, I got their phone numbers already. I know how to get in contact with them. So if you shut down my page, go right ahead. I don't need you. I like you, but I don't need you. It's like being in a relationship with a lady where you really, really like them and you're in a relationship with them and everything is going good. And you start to see signs that they're not exactly what you thought they were. Not enough for you to make you dump them, but enough for you to watch them. You ever seen somebody that dated for a bunch of years and they don't get married, but they're dating for a bunch of years and maybe they're not even living together. 
All that means to me is one of the two or both of them like the person, but they really don't want to make that commitment yet. She likes you, but she doesn't want to have a kid with you. Not yet. She's starting to see some stuff she doesn't like. She doesn't want to have a kid with you. Not yet. She's starting to see some stuff she doesn't like. He loves you, but he doesn't want to live with you. He's seen some things. He's seen the way you treated relatives. He's seen the way you treated friends, and he realizes that could be him. He's seen the way you treated a waitress, and he realizes that could be him. You've been dating for five years now, and everything's going okay. You're not going to break up, at least not right away, at least not right now. You're not thinking about breaking up, but you're definitely not thinking about getting married. In Facebook, that's the kind of relationship you're starting to have with everybody. They like you. But you're starting to F up and I'm one of those people where you're starting to F up. And if you walk out the door or I walk out the door, I won't miss you that much. Just letting you know. You're effing up, Facebook. You are effing up. Fix that crap. Segment over. Folks, let me tell you something. And I was thinking about this before. Um... I ran into a, a, a person who was actually a friend of mine who was actually a bully of mine for a short period of time when I was a kid. We're, we're really cool now. We're really, it's really not that big of a deal because I got, I got I talked about it in an earlier podcast that I got bullied in school for a while. But the funny thing about it is and this is one of the things that I that I noticed about several things is in many times and in many cases, the threat of what's going to happen to you is a lot worse than what actually happens to you. I remember a, a girlfriend who threatened to leave me if I didn't stop doing comedy. And for a while there, I was really, really afraid to lose this woman, to lose this woman, to lose this woman. And she had it in her mind to just leave me. Now, in this particular uh, case, she wasn't really going to really leave me. She just wanted to leave me long enough for me to realize that I really needed to be with her and I should quit comedy and start doing some crap job that I didn't want to do. And that was her idea. The only problem with that whole theory was when she left me, I had after a few weeks, I had accepted the fact that she was gone. Now, in her mind, she was like, I'm going to dump him for like a month or two and then I'm going to call him to see how he is and then I'm going to take him back and he'll know what he's missing. Well, she left me. And after the first couple of weeks, I realized I, I didn't have to. I wasn't getting angry phone calls. I didn't feel bad after a show. I wasn't getting any kind of guilt trips. I wasn't have to deal with any kind of crap. Granted, I wasn't having any sex or anything like that. But quite frankly, um, I just wasn't having to deal with any kind of crap. I actually caught myself smiling in the mirror at my house. I actually caught myself happy in the car. I actually got an opportunity to hang out with my friends, which I wasn't able to do as much because she would always get mad about it. And the first month goes by. Now, by the time the first month goes by, she's sitting at home going, <laughs> I bet he's really upset and crushed and destroyed and he can't wait to get back with me. I know he misses his whatever I called her, whatever the nickname I had for. Her. She just knew I missed her. A month and a half goes by. Now I'm at the point now where I've accepted that I don't have a girlfriend anymore. And now I'm dating someone else because our relationship was kind of crapped to begin with. And she threw me away. What am I supposed to do? Never go out on a date if a cute girl asked me to go out. A cute woman thought I was funny. And said she'd like to take me to dinner. I said, no, I'll take you to dinner. And she goes, no, I'll take you to dinner. And she takes me to dinner. And I, I didn't expect to have a relationship with her. Or I wasn't even trying to get it on with her. But it was just nice to have a beautiful woman across the table who actually bought me dinner and wanted to spend time with me and be nice with me. Now, as it turns out, that lady and I didn't go, it didn't go anywhere. 
Um, you know, and I was very polite about it. And we were it was very nice. And she accepted the fact that it wasn't going to work out. But we were cool. And it was just nice to have female companionship that wasn't filled with hatred and trash talking and threats to leave. And then the second month goes by, she calls me and asks me how I'm doing. The only thing was she wasn't expecting what happened. She called the house and she heard a whole bunch of people over. There was a whole bunch of people over and we were watching football and having a great time. And she heard female voices in the background. Now, none of the women was with me. They were actually my uh, friends, girlfriends and stuff like that. And they, of course, tried to set me up with somebody. And uh, I wasn't interested. I was interested. I wanted to jump on top of her, but I didn't have any feelings for her. And I'm not the kind of person that's going to jump on top of a woman if I don't have any feelings for her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, I would have. I won't now, but back then I would have, but I didn't. And she's all upset. What the hell is going on? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to see you again. And I went, I thought we were done already. You broke up with me. Remember, remember you said you never wanted to see me again. Now, the thing was, she was actually having some effect on me. I wasn't going to quit comedy, but she definitely had an effect on uh, altering my behavior because what did she do? She threatened to leave. She threatened to leave. It was a threat. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please. I hope she doesn't leave. Please hope she doesn't leave. But then she left and I got a taste of life without her being as mean as she was. And I loved it. And I said, that's okay. I thought we were broken up already. You didn't call for the past couple of months. So let's, how about we make it, let's see, I'm 20 something. Let's make it the next 70 to 80 years of you not calling me. Goodbye. Click. It was the threat of her dropping my ass. The threat of her leaving, that was the thing. It wasn't the actual thing. When the actual thing happened, as it turns out, it wasn't that bad. The threat is worse in many, many cases, more cases than you think. It's like if you go to the, like people that go to the gym that are fat, you go to the gym, you there's the threat of humiliation, the threat that people are going to line up and laugh at you, the threat that it's going to hurt real bad and you're going to injure yourself and you're not going to be able to take it. But then you go to the gym and are you sore? Yes. Is there anybody at the gym going to humiliate you? No, they're not even paying attention to you. They're actually looking at themselves in the mirror. They didn't even know you were there. And you stick to it for a few weeks and you start noticing your pants are a little bit, uh, a little bit loose and you feel good and you ran up the steps and you weren't out of breath. You actually look and start looking pretty good. The threat of the negative thing that was going to happen to you kind of kept you out of the gym and scared you, but you went and the threat was worse than the actuality. Whoa. That's kind of a real, 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 really weird thing to find out, isn't it? It happened to me at school when I was getting bullied. I was getting bullied. I was a little guy at the time. I'm not a big guy now, but I was definitely a little guy then. And it was one guy. I told you about other bullying stories, but this is a different bullying story. And this was an individual. Before it was a group of people bullying me. This was one dude, a big dude, not gigantic dude, but about six inches taller than me at the time. Now he'd probably be about an, uh, maybe he's probably, he's probably, uh, let's see, he's probably like six feet now. So that means he's, uh, like three inches taller than me now if he's in the, uh, using the same uh, height, uh, whatever. Anyway, so, and this is not my friend that I was talking about, by the way. This is a completely different person. So this guy was always threatening to beat me down and beat me up and rough me up and beat me down and kick my butt and rough me up if I didn't give him a dollar. After school, I'm going to kick your ass, punk. I'm going to whoop your ass. You give me that dollar. You give me the dollar. You give me the, and then you give him the dollar. Right? It's not that big of a deal. I still had enough money to pay for lunch and get home and all of that kind of crap. But why should I have to give this punk a dollar? It's not fair. It's not fair. But I didn't want to get my ass whipped. He was a lot bigger than me and I didn't want to get my ass whipped. You don't want to get your ass whipped. 
Only thing worse than getting your ass whipped is getting your ass whipped in front of people. And he was going to whip my ass in front of people. And I did not want to get my ass whipped because who wants to get their ass whipped? Okay, there was one girl I dated and I wanted her to whip my ass and she whipped my ass. And I liked it when she whipped my ass, but that's a different story. Back to the story. So every day, you know, I, I was either able to avoid the guy and get home before he got a hold of me or, you know, you kind of, you know, and, and, and I was one of those guys that didn't want, I just refused to just give him the dollar. I would like accidentally, I would have the dollar in one of my pockets and, 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 and then I would, I would like kind of, kind of toss it out and he would, yeah, yeah, I'm taking this dollar. You know, it was kind of coincidence that the exact same amount of money always fell out of my pockets while I was walking away from him. Eventually, that wasn't good enough. He still wanted to humiliate me. Give me the money, man. Give me, give me. You got more money than that. And it just, it just got so bad, man. I started to cut school a little bit. I started to show up late a little bit because I know his class was different than mine. Sometimes I'd go to the bathroom near the end of class and I would come back to the class and my teacher would say, dad, 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 hey, are you, are you leaving now, Steve? Yeah, and I'd leave because I knew if I could get out the door, I'd go out another door and he didn't know where I was. And I had would go out a different door each time because I couldn't keep going out of the same door because if I kept going out of the same door, eventually he'd kept me and probably beat me up worse than he was going to beat me up in the first place. Oh, no. Well, one day I got a little cocky. I didn't see him. I didn't think he was there, but he was there. And he hadn't got any money for me for a while now. So now I have a feeling that if he actually beats me down, it's going to be the worst beating I've ever gotten. Or I have never actually gotten a beating, beating, but it's going to be the worst beating of all time. He wanted to beat me up before. He was going to beat me up before he actually drew his fist back. And I was like, all right, all right, man. But this time was different. This time, there wasn't even anybody around. It was just me and him, no witnesses. And what happened? He kicked the crap out of me. Beat my ass all over the place. Punches and kicks and punches. And you get you, 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 you pick you up and beat you down and push you down and pick you up and push you down and beat you and kicking and punching and kicking and punching and kicking and beating and punching and kicking and get on top of you and punching and hitching and punching and hitching. Get back up, pretend like he's done. And then punching and hitching and punching and hitching. And it was a whole lot of that for, I don't know, it seemed like it was about nine years, but it was only probably about a minute or two of ass whooping. And then he walks away. And I could see some tears trying to come to my eyes, but my eyeballs were like, you better not even think about it, you wet punks. Get that liquid back in there, you punk. Don't you even think about it, punk. It's bad enough he got his ass whooped. You're not going to cry, too, because now he's going to be the dude that got his ass whipped and cried. And I didn't cry. Those tears were like, you know what? I'm going to do it for you. I'm going back in. And they went back in and they sat down and they read a magazine and said, call us if you need us. And as I walked home after the ass whooping, I realized, you know what? He whipped my ass pretty good. But as it turns out, if you I looked at caught a, a glimpse of myself in one of the windows, and I, he hit me a bunch of times in my face. It, it doesn't I mean, it doesn't look that that swollen. It's not it's not that bad. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to notice this when I go home. Huh? And this was the ass whooping. He was afraid. This is, a, I'm assuming this is a worse ass whooping because I had avoided him for a long period of time. This is a worse ass whooping than I would have gotten normally. So this was his prime time ass whooping. This was his extra special ass whooping. This was the, the mega, the mega, mega ass whooping that he was saving just in case he was really mad at somebody. And I just took that. And I don't look like, I don't look any different. My body hurts a little bit, but. I started thinking about it and I realized that the amount of pain I'm feeling in my body right now was very, very similar to the amount of pain I would feel after playing football with my friends because my friends and I used to play tackle football on the grass every weekend. 
Sometimes several times in a weekend. Sometimes we'd sneak a game in during the week. And this hurts less than that. So an activity that I enjoy hurts more than this guy's ass whooping. And I was afraid of that? What the hell? So I go back to school. Um, I think that was on a Friday, actually. I go back to school on Monday, and I'm realizing, and I keep in mind, I, I played a couple of uh, uh, tackle football games, and I'm going, I, and after the games, I'm going home, we won. The first one lost the second one, I think. No, no, actually, I think it was, I think I, we won both games that time. And uh, I'm going, damn, man, I mean, it's like, the ass whooping was not as bad as this. So I go to school. And I walk in, and I'm walking in like John Travolta, because it's like, I'm not afraid of this guy anymore. He gave me the worst ass whooping he can give me, and I not only can I take it, his ass wasn't, ass whooping wasn't nothing. I used to walk in, tinkle, 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 I've got to avoid that ass whooping. Now I'm walking in like, I'm walking in like Tony Manero, like John Travolta. Only thing I didn't do was a, a bunch of disco dancing and some splits on top of a floor with lights on it. Okay, I just walked in. I walk in a class. I'm sitting in a class. The only thing missing was a, some gold chains around my neck, some sunglasses, and two of Hef's beauties following me around because I was no longer afraid of the ass whooping, not afraid at all. I actually didn't even walk. I used to walk around the other side of the school to avoid walking by his class. I walked by his class, and the only thing I didn't do was the Isaac from Love Boat finger points at his punk ass. I wasn't afraid of that punk anymore. He looked at me like, ha ha, that's the guy whose ass I whooped. I'm definitely going to get some money this time. And I'm looking at him like, ha ha, you ain't getting crap, jackass. And I went to my class and my teacher was probably prepared for me to do what I normally did, which was sneak out of the class a couple of minutes early to, quote, go to the bathroom, unquote, which was really me, quote, getting the hell out of Dodge. And this time she goes, you going to go to the bathroom? And I went, nah, I'm OK. She goes, oh, OK. And my classmates are looking at me. They hadn't seen the ass whipping, but they had heard about it. And they're looking at me like, this guy's got a death wish. Why is he not hiding? Man, you should, you better get out there and go to the bathroom and run out of this school and get away before he kicks your ass again. That's what well, they didn't say ass back then because we were kids. But you know what I'm saying. Okay, one dude said ass and he got detention. So they're all going to school and all my friends are waving by to me because they think I'm going to try to pick one of my maze doors to get out. And I'm going, no, I'm going out with you. And they're looking at me like, wow, he's going to (laughs) die. And I walk out. I'm walking in front of the group. And Dr. Asswhip sees me and he's like, <laughs> let me, he's probably just going to hand me the money after that ass whooping I gave him on Friday. And he walks up to me, stands in front of me like a bad villain in one of those after school movies from the sick or from the eighties when I was a kid. And he stood there with his chest in my face talking about, all right, you know what the deal is. If you don't want some more, what you got Friday, give me, give me your money. And I said, and walked around him and he stood there shocked like what the what and he goes well and he runs in front of me again you heard what i said i said eh, i heard what you said and i don't give a crap leave me and get out of my face he said oh oh you want some more what you got friday said, you ain't give me nothing friday oh so you want some more now i'm thinking listen in my mind he already beat me as bad as he can and that was with me not 
punching back. If he got all those free shots and it didn't hurt me that bad, I wonder what's going to happen if I fight back. I mean, the worst he's going to do is what I already got, right? Juice of, of fighting back and coming back to uh, this is going to be grace. And as it turns out, what I didn't realize was I had nicer hands than I thought because he starts hitting me. And I'm and you ever watch a boxing match where one boxer is not afraid of the power of the other boxers. He just steamrolls right toward him because he's not afraid to take the hits. It was kind of like that. He's punching me. He's connecting. But I've already felt your punches and your punches weren't nothing, punk. But you hadn't felt my punches. So I'm swinging at this bastard and kicking and pushing and trying to knock him down and kicking and pushing and elbowing and kicking and stomping and kicking and pushing and he's punching and punching and punching and I'm punching and kicking and punching and he's punching and I'm punching and he's punching and I'm punching and he's punching and I'm punching and then I'm punching and then I'm punching and 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 he's on the ground and he's like what the hell hey 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 man come on man and I'm on top of him and I'm sitting on his chest punching him in the face and I step up off him I said get up he's like and then I hit him again whooped his ass I didn't know I could whoop his ass but now I know I can whoop his ass. And unfortunately for this dumb bastard, everybody in the school now knows I can whoop his ass. Now, when the, the, the teacher comes over to break up the fight, even though the fight was over, I'm telling you right now, the teacher was kind of laughing like, stop it, you guys. <laughs> laughing. And everybody, all the rest of the kids are like, guys, the size of your leg and he whooped your ass. She made she made. Yo, man, you should take his lunch money. <laughs> now, think about that for a minute. In the beginning of time, when he was threatening to whoop my ass, he was actually getting the money. Right? I mean, not all the time I was avoiding, but occasionally he'd get the money. He was getting maybe, I mean, I only, I only had like a buck a week, to, a buck of every few days to give the bastard. But I mean, he was still getting a little 50 cents here, a little 50 cents there every once in a while. He would try to make it act like he was borrowing money, but I already knew what the implicit the, the threat was. So he was getting something. He was getting, I mean, enough to buy a bag of popcorn or something. And occasionally if I had a little money on me, enough to buy like a sandwich back then. You know, he, he was getting something, not all the time, but enough. It was be better than not getting anything. And why was he getting it? Because of the threat of whooping my ass. But then he made a mistake. He made the cardinal mistake that a lot of people that have power make. He actually whooped my ass and was not good at it. Sometimes people don't understand that the threat is way more effective than actually trying to beat somebody's ass. And that's the lesson for the day, my friends. <laughs> the lesson for, I'm, as I'm telling you this story, I'm literally reliving it. And this is just a, this is, this is just weird because I'm literally, um, it's like when you watch a television show or a movie where the person relives something and the flashback starts coming. And I can't, it's like I can remember punching this guy a bunch of times and watching him fall to the ground and then sitting on him and cracking him in the face a few times before I climbed off of him. But for some reason, I can't remember what his face looks like, but I can remember the sensation of cracking him in the mouth and watching him fall down. And I shouldn't laugh at that because that's violence. And I'm not a violent guy by nature unless you attack me physically. Other than that, I'm not doing that crap. But it was just, it just, you know, it just reminded me that a lot of times the threat is actually worse than the actuality. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, ugh. like I said, I'm telling, as I tell you this story from my past, I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking of 
um, the look on my on the teacher's face as she separated us. And just like, you know, she comes in between us and puts like one hand on his chest like he was going to do anything else. I had already just whooped his ass in front of everybody. And she puts my, her hand on my chest and turns towards me and she's, quote, scolding me. Don't you solve your problems with violence? And I'm, she's, I'm, you ever seen somebody almost bite their lip off to stop from laughing? Because I'll be honest with you, it was quite, a fun, quite funny. Have you ever, imagine a mouse whooping a lion's ass in front of all the other lions and the other lions are like, wow, um... Yeah, uh, we're not going to help you hunt uh, gazelle anymore because uh, if you can't handle a mouse, then you definitely can't handle any gazelle. Uh, maybe you should go vegan, bro, because that that you just embarrassed yourself. You the field mouse just body slammed your punk ass. Could you do us a favor? Could you stop calling yourself a lion? Could you call yourself something else? Because you just you just gave us all a bad name. It was kind of like that. Okay, the size difference was a little off because I was not one ten thousand. That was only a few inches shorter, and supposed to thousands of times smaller, like a mouse would be to a mouse to a lion. But you get the point. And the reason I say this is because I, I, I remember thinking about, you know, as I began to start doing stand up again, there's a little teeny bit of hesitancy on my part. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to do it. But then I thought about it. I'm like, what's the worst thing that could actually happen with me going up with material that I haven't tried before? What are they going to do? Rush the stage and kick my ass? No, if, if anything, they just won't laugh at it. But this is my 32 second year. I've written whole shows before. This is the longest layoff I've ever had, but I've written shows from scratch before. And when it didn't work, you know what I did? I took it home and fixed it. So the threat of embarrassment, the threat of not being able to be as good as I once was is complete horse crap. The threat is worse than the actuality. I've been too good at this crap for too long to worry about that stuff. Now, Tell me that there's, and I know that there's something that you are afraid to do that you need to do. And I'm telling you under most circumstances, under probably 95, 99% of the time, the threat is way worse than what's actually going to happen. So get your punk asses up, put your coffee cup down, put down the cupcake, and get out there and kick some ass. It's 2018, you bastards. Get it done. Yeah, I said it. Ha! Segment over. Alright, folks, this has been episode number 301 of Yes, Anthony Says Podcast. That's right, 301. 301. You're damn right. And we're starting off 2018 right. Uh, folks, I want to thank you guys very, very much for everything. You guys have been very, very cool. Thank you for all the kind words and the coolness for uh, uh for episode number 300 and for all the kind words and this congratulations and stuff. I really appreciate it, man. You know, it, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, for the new people, I know there's some new people that are listening. Thank you very much. Just go to my home base, uh, either subscribe to this podcast. I would suggest to do that. And you can go to the home base for the podcast, santhonysays.podbean.com forward slash mobile. And you can go and you know, buzz through some of the old episodes and check them out. I, I, I could see already when I looked at the stats that a lot of people were going back and looking up old episodes and you guys have been saying some really cool things about that and kind words really mean a lot. Thank you. Folks, this podcast is on every place you could think of. Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio. Um, good Lord. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally on everything. Uh, just, you could actually literally just Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, 
Well, Google is the show S. Anthony says, and all my stuff is there, you know, wherever, wherever podcasts are played, I'm played. And um, if you love the show, please give a rate and review. I would appreciate that. If you love the show, please tell your friends and recommend people. I want as many people in my bastard army as possible. Uh, much love to everybody. And I look forward to talking to you guys every week. And thank you very much for your inter- interactions with me. For those of you that are new, the email address for me specifically, and I only have one is talk to S Anthony at gmail.com T A L K T O. And then of course my name all pushed together. Talk to S Anthony at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media on Twitter, I have two, one for me specifically at S Anthony Thomas. There's one for the show at S. Anthony says I'm not going to talk about what's on Facebook because I don't know what the hell they're dealing with. They're doing those bastards. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure everything will resolve itself soon enough because they haven't taken anything down. They just threatened to. And uh, everything seems to have worked itself out. But I'm still pissed off at them. And you bastards, like I said, in segment one. I digress. <laughs> I will talk to you guys next week. Much love to every last one of you. I appreciate you more than you know. And I'm going to say goodbye right now the way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? On a count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.